Welcome to Above Par. I'm your host, Kathy Hartwood. I show you how to take more of your talent to the golf course without practicing harder, taking more lessons, or buying new equipment. I show you how to end the frustration of underperforming so you can start playing to your potential. This is where you are going to learn how to think above par so you can play below par. Let's get to it. Hello, my golf friends, and welcome back to Above Par. I hope you're having a beautiful week getting out there and playing some golf and enjoying the weather. (laughs) Because if it's nice where you are, hopefully you're enjoying the weather and your golf. But I want to talk to you today about rules and the role that they play in the game. Actually, I don't want to talk to you too much about the role that they play. I think you know what they play. But the role that they can play between people in a group. And I often I think that the rules are misused and abused. And I just want to kind of clear the air on it. I'm going to give you a lot of it, my opinion. You might write me and say that I'm totally wrong. That's okay. We're welcome to have different opinions. I'm going to give it to you from my perspective and the way that I put my mindset around the rules. See if maybe you are going to run into some situations in your golf life that this might help you. Or if you're one of those people who's really worried about not knowing the rules, maybe it'll give you some peace of mind. The first thing that I want to tell you is that the rule book from the USGA, the official guide to the rules of golf is 366 pages. (laughs) That's like a lot. So if you're worried that you don't know the rules, most people don't. I actually went to a USGA rules workshop. Mostly I was doing it because I get points for the LPGA. I did also want to just up my knowledge about the rules of golf. It was filled. There's a stadium seating at the USGA, which is in Far Hills, New, G- New Jersey. It was filled with people, a lot of them being on at country clubs and on committees and people who wanted to be rules officials in different um, organizations. And it's fascinating because all those people probably have a decent understanding of the rules, but yet they went to a workshop to learn them a little bit better so they can speak more fluently about them, understand them on a deeper level, so that then when they're out helping people on the golf course, they are more knowledgeable. But often people can be very intimidated by the rules because one, the book is 366 pages long and they're complicated. So I want to reassure you first and foremost that most people don't know the rules. They know the basic rules right, which I would encourage you to learn just some of the basic rules that you're going to have to, you know, how to make a proper drop and the water hazard, out of bounds, unplayable eyes, immovable obstructions, uh, man-made objects, stuff like that. You, know, you want to be able to know those rules because those are 90% of the time, those are the ones that you're going to run into. And they're not complicated. You can get that on the USGA website. They have lots of amazing videos and tutorials, and they explain it a gazillion different ways that you will get a grasp of how to play that rule if that happens to you on the golf course. Penalties are going to happen if you play golf enough. You're going to have a penalty. You're going to hit it in the water. You're going to hit it out of bounds. You're going to have an unplayable lie. You're going to end up on a cart path. So having the certainty and the confidence that you know how to play that rule is going to protect you from the Bettys who use the rules to intimidate people, because that happens a lot. I've seen it. It amazes me. And I just want to talk about that topic a little bit with you today. So the first thing that I just want to reassure you is that the rules are complicated and not too many people know all the rules. Even recently on the PGA and LPGA tours, there have been a lot of bad rulings that cost players a lot of shots. It happened to Sergio Garcia recently. It happened to Charlie Hoffman. It happens to Patrick Reed. Annika Sorenstam on her first uh, debut back at the LPGA got a bad ruling for an immovable obstruction. and She made a triple 
right? She went in, the rules official's like, sorry, yeah, that was bad ruling. <laughs> She's like, didn't help me at the moment. But even the rules officials for the U- the PGA Tour and the LPGA Tour get it wrong. And that's their job, is to get it right. It's like they have one job, right? <laughs> know the rules. But they're complicated. And there's always going to be different situations that pop up that might be firsts that people haven't run into before, or they just misjudge things. It happens, right? Humans make errors. So first thing is, don't worry if you don't know all the rules. You're not supposed to know all the rules. Just know some of the basic rules. Go to the USGA website. And anything else that comes up outside of that, I promise you the people in your group don't know it either. And so this is rule number one. I'm going to read it right out of the USGA rule book to bring home my next point. So the purpose of rule number one is to introduce the central principle principles of the game. One is to play the course as you find it and play your ball as it lies. Number two is play by the rules and in the spirit of the game. And number three is you are responsible for applying your own penalties if you breach a rule so that you cannot gain any potential advantage over your opponent in the match play or other players in stroke play. And so what that means is you call out penalties on yourself. That's the nature of the game. That's the integrity of the game. You don't need to hunt someone down to give them a penalty. You're not trying to find errors that people are making on the golf course so that you can either rattle them or eliminate them from competition. That's not in the spirit of the game. We're not trying to eliminate our opponent. You don't want to win because your last man's standing and you just just followed them around finding all the different ways they were breaking rules. That's, I don't think, very gratifying. But I feel like this happens in a lot of club play where people are calling out people on the rules. You are supposed to call yourself out on the rules. Now, I know that some people don't know them, and I know they can be confusing, but this is my opinion. If someone is deliberately trying to cheat or take advantage of the rules, I think the golf gods will come around and get them. I think what goes around comes around. They have to play the rest of the round with that on their mind and on their consciousness. I don't want to waste my mental poker chips or my mental energy on chasing someone down and calling them out on a rule that was not a huge infraction. I don't want to mess up my mental state because now I have to think about that the rest of the round. And unless they really had an advantage, it's not that big a deal in my mind. Now, some people are going to be rule sticklers and they're going to sit there and go, oh my gosh, you totally have to call people out on that. That's fine. You you do that. But if someone's getting a, if we think maybe they dropped it two inches closer to the ball in the rough and they still have 200 yards from the green, I'm not worried about it. They still have to hit the shot. They still have to play the game. If someone has crossed the water hazard really close to the tee box, but they're taking a drop way up closer towards the green, that'd be worth me coming out and saying something about. Like, I don't think you crossed the hazard there. I think you crossed it back closer to the T, but I'm not going to fight over it. You want to get a consensus with people in your group. Where do you think they crossed the hazard? Sometimes the other person sitting there are going to say, I think it was up closer to, and then fine, right? Let it go. I don't want it on my mind. It's not worth me arguing over and rattling myself that I think you crossed back here. That's not in the spirit of the game. If that person thinks they crossed earlier on that water hazard and are taking a big advantage on their drop, I think it's bad juju. I think it's going to come back around and haunt them. It's going to be on their mind for that next couple of holes. I've watched this over and over again where I've watched people take a little gracious of a drop and then the next couple of holes, they don't play so hot. 
right? They might make a couple bogeys. I just think what goes around comes around. But the idea is that you do not want to weaponize the rules against your opponent. You're not supposed to go and seek out mistakes that they're making. If someone has a two-foot putt and they put their mark down and the ball moved and you start yelling and screaming that the ball moved, even though that rule is all different now, but that ball moved on a tap-in, that's not in the spirit of the game. Now you're being malicious. That person's probably going to make that putt. Do you want to win because you called out something that was really unlucky on that person, that their ball happened to move a little bit on a thing that's a tap-in? Or do you want to win based on your skill and your talent? And then the the other point, which I made, is the player is supposed to call the rules on themselves. I've had an extra club in my bag, a junior bag. No one would have known about my first professional tournament. It was down in the bottom of my bag, this little itty-bitty junior club. I could have played the whole round, and no one would have known that club is in my bag. But I saw it on my approach shot on the first hole, and I called myself out on it. We had to go through and find the rules on that. (laughs) I tell the story about the girls spitting in my rule book, spitting chewing tobacco in my rule book. I've been over on the side of a hill, addressed the ball, my ball has moved, and I've gone up over the hill, and I announced to everybody my ball moved. So we're supposed to call those out on ourselves. That's the spirit of the game. And back to the USGA, what they say is all players are expected to play in the spirit of the game by, one, acting with integrity. For example, by following the rules, applying all the penalties, and being honest in all aspects of play. Two, showing consideration to others, for example, by playing at a prompt pace, looking out for the safety of others, and not distracting the play of another player. And three, taking good care of the course, for example, by replacing the divots and smoothing bunkers, repairing ball marks, and not causing unnecessary damage to the course. That is the spirit of the game. I, when I go out and play with somebody, I assume that they are also going to play in the spirit of the game. It is not my job to chase someone around and call them out on rules. It's their job to call them out on the rules. And I think, in my opinion, when people do that, they're weaponizing the rules to either intimidate people on the golf course or to try and get an advantage. Sometimes people use rules as the only way that they can win or they can be competitive, as I know more rules than you, so I'm going to use them and call them out on you. If it was me, I'd rather win based on my talent and my skill and my ability to manage my mind. I don't want to waste my energy trying to chase people down on the rules so that I can get an advantage. Because I think at the end of the day, it's not an advantage. I think it just messes with your head. It's something that's going to distract you. You're going to be thinking about it. You're going to be wondering if you ticked that person off or you're wondering if you did the right thing. If you're taking advantage of a rule, it's going to mess with your conscience and the golf gods are going to get you. <laughs> that's the way I think about it. And if you're one of those people using the rules to try and get a one up on somebody, I suggest you go out to the range and work on your swing right? and work on your mental game because that stuff is going to come back around and bite you in the butt. Right? All right, my friends, that's my take on the rules. They're complicated. Not everybody knows them. Learn the basic rules, how to make a proper drop, when you can drop your ball, unplayable lies, water out of bounds, lost ball, how long you get to look for a golf ball. Go to the USGA website and just learn the basics so that you can go out there and play with a little bit more certainty and confidence so you won't let a Betty or a Billy intimidate you out on the golf course. You know the basic rules. Have a little rule book in your bag if you need to reference it. And understand that if people are calling you out and chasing you down, trying to call you out on a ruling that's not in the spirit of the game, you are supposed to call the rules out on yourself. You're supposed to show consideration to other people. And you're supposed to take care of the golf course. 
So I want you to go have a great time. Get your basic understanding of the rules. Don't weaponize rules against other people. That's just not golf cool. And it's bad juju. It's going to come back around and bite you in the butt. All right, my friends, if I can help you in any way, make sure you check out kathyhartwood.com for all the latest programs and how to work with me further. All right, have a beautiful week. I'll talk to you next Wednesday.